What's up, our culinary delinquents? And welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast about, you know, food history. I'm Elle. And I'm Tim. And apparently you guys are fucking delinquents now. All right. <laughs> culinary one, so it's fun. We're, we're breaking the mold. You know, I, I think about what we call anyone who listens to this podcast I, I all the time because we just don't have a name yet, that no. like lends itself no. to, like our podcast name doesn't lend itself to like people being called like a certain thing. Um, but I think uh, culinary delinquents is great, man. That's a, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Thank you. I thought it, I thought it would kind of cue off of the juvenile delinquents. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Anytime we get to call anybody delinquents, peasants, you know, anything like that. Endearingly. It's good good for the brand. It's good for the brand. Always endearingly, every time, every time. Fantastic. So, yeah, uh, today, Tim, we're talking about poke, which actually a fun trick I learned. It actually, poke rhymes with okay. So if you're ever trying to remember how to say it, apparently that's how you say it. Just do people say poke, I'm assuming? Poke, yeah. I don't know, either out of irony or just because they don't know. Because it is, it is spelled like that, but... Yeah, I was always accent. told that it was poke. Poke, yeah. So remember, poke yeah. rhymes with okay. So, Tim, how do you feel about it? I love poke. Yeah. What a surprise. Tim Tim loves the food. <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty... It's People are, can kind of be either hit or miss about it. They either really don't like it or they really love it. Yeah, I feel the... I feel like it's the same way with sushi, right? Which I'm sure we'll talk about sushi and sashimi and all that. Um, poke is... It's in the same vein, right? It's like it's raw fish with like fresh veggies and like a sauce and shit like that. Absolutely. So yeah, no, it's definitely in the know. same realm for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's not everyone's like, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah, I personally, uh, enjoy it. Good. No, same Love here. It. Okay, great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, I've just recently got introduced to it and I really enjoyed it. I was, I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, that's actually really good. So, okay. Usually, and we'll kind of talk about this course later, but there, uh, tuna is like the biggest and main form of poke like that's your biggest form of protein source of protein um so there are 45 species of tuna i had no clue what the fuck yeah i know right i had <laughs> no, no clue okay. so okay from one to 45 tim how would you rate poke hmm one to 45 um i'll tell you what i'm listening uh let's let's go let's go 28 oh you know? we have so much room to let's grow go. that's a solid 20 that's a yeah. solid score though i'll take that listen it's because sushi is better <laughs> no i like pokeballs they're fine i just uh, like i do enjoy it it's just like if someone's like man i'm i'm like in the mood i've i've never said i'm in the mood for poke like i've always i've always been like yeah i'm in the mood for sushi like that sounds good. oh yeah no that's fair and and then you know like sometimes i just happen to order poke instead and i'm like you know because a bowl sounds nice or whatever i don't know like it's just not a food i go to so yeah 28 plenty of room to grow uh see if see if we can get me there i'm gonna be harsh this season i said it you last said that, episode yeah. and i was granted we talked about cookies so also last episode we talked about cookies too so hard to be harsh all right today cookies. that'll start yeah. today second episode start yeah second episode of season three getting getting spicy with uh, some poke, some spicy sauce on some poke. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes. Is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. 
It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcast to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward, totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Legend has it that poke originated from the Polynesian Triangle. So the idea, and it's like the area of Polynesia, it's made up of more than a thousand islands scattered over the central and southern Pacific Ocean. New Zealand and Hawaii are also considered to be a part of that triangle. So Tim, whenever you move to New Zealand, you'll be technically living... In the Polynesian Triangle, which is pretty exciting. So it also consists. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just say that is that I didn't. I I there are already two things that I had no idea about. Like at the top of this episode, and that there's 45 species of tuna, and that the Polynesian Triangle has a thousand different islands, and both New Zealand and Absolutely, Hawaii. Yeah, and it's like, made of like Tonga and Fiji, okay. yeah, Samoa, like all of those islands as well. So it's just all yeah. the network. Sounds way better than the Bermuda Triangle, in my personal opinion. I think I'd rather visit this place, but you know. Oh, sounds <laughs> way better. I'll visit both I'll visit though. B- for posterity. Dude, you might get lost <laughs> in the Bermuda Triangle though. Yeah, but that sounds good. Have I t- not to get us <laughs> not to get us like no, way please. off, but like I desperately want to have a like a paranormal experience, and I don't know how to get one, so I think I'm gonna have to start like, yeah, I'm gonna have to start going for the gusto, you know. I'm gonna go to like the Bell Cave, and then I'm gonna like stay at some haunted hotels, and then if that doesn't work, I'm going straight off the deep end, right to the Bermuda Triangle. Get me in a plane, put me in the middle, and let it just you know crash the plane and disappear. No, no, because hear me out. I feel like the Bell Witch Cave, you might actually see something, and you might not actually come back from that. Yeah, no one sees anything in the Bell Witch cave though so it's fine. they don't remember it <laughs> it's like she got them i mean either way I, I i welcome it i welcome the uh the paranormal so if uh if anybody has any suggestions where i can go die from a ghost or something you know sound off in the comments <laughs> <laughs> new new podcast alert po- we're to- about to take you on some ghost <laughs> adventures apparently Tim's yeah, Tim's twilight time. <laughs> yeah, back to the uh, back to the islands and it's the perfect though. Thing. Okay, so while others also make the claim that poke specifically originated from Hawaii, while the Polynesian Triangle consists of many countries with similar dishes to poke, it seems to be that Hawaii is is the main spot where poke originates from. Yeah, man, it throws some fucking mayonnaise oh, on so that bad boy. Good. <laughs> yeah, they're big with mayo. Yeah, uh, in their poke. There bowls in Hawaii. It's so good. It's so good. So there's there's ahi, which is the described as two types of tuna, big eye and yellowfin tuna. And then there's also aku or skipjack tuna. Um, and these would be the main sources of fish that was that would be consumed with poke. According to food historians, mm. besides us, um, their <laughs> poke would have consisted of chopped pieces of raw fish uh, massaged with sea salt, seaweed, crushed in amona, which is candle nuts, so just some nuts, and then kooky nuts as well. And then over time, legend has it that it's kind of evolved that fishermen, um, while they're out at sea, you know, catching the day's uh, the day's catch, they just bit off a p- not bit off, they cut off a piece of their a bit of their catch, <laughs> and then that's how they had the little snack. Could you imagine? They just went teeth teeth in no but yeah yeah, they just cut off a little bit um and that that was supposed to hold them over i do want to note that i I couldn't really find an official time frame during the research but a lot of the time whenever there was reference to poke um the period of time was labeled as pre-contact time 
And so from what it oh, sounds okay. like, it was at least the time before Americans tried to make Hawaii a state. And Hawaii became a state in 1959, in case some of you needed that history lesson. Okay. I always forget that that's so recent. Same. I didn't, yeah, for some reason I thought it was around, like, after World it's War II. It's always been a but, state. Yeah, no. It's like after World War II. But America's no. always existed. Yes. We're the everlasting country. Make DC a state. No, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's the or, that's the origin of eating raw fish, I feel like is what you just told. <laughs> it's like let's just let's just like you know, no harm in taking a nib off the catch, you know what I mean, boys? <laughs> Just pop it in their mouth. Just you know a little I mean? piece, a little piece. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, they just they just lick the sweat off their arm, and that's the salt for like the tequila shots. Same thing. The, yeah, yeah, they just lick the back of their palm and then pop a piece of skipjack in their fucking face, and that's it. That's how it started. That and salt. That was good because they at at this point they were tr- apparently trading salmon for salt and salt for salmon, so they were just like, hey. We'll throw some- at su- at su- at some point, someone like ran into each other as they, on those <laughs> as they trade were passing wins. things off. Yeah, they were passing things off, and they bumped each other, and salt landed on the fish, and they were like, "Well, we gotta yeah, eat it." And then they found out. Yeah, they found out that was the that was the trick. This is exciting. <laughs> this is setting it up for for something else later. So you know, as time goes on and flavors changes as as immigration happens, that's just the natural progression of things as we've seen. So, um. People from Asian countries, from Japan, China, they influenced the recipe of poke, and they were adding soy sauce and sesame oil. There's just a two, and from that, that's where you got that umami flavor um, that poke is associated with. Yeah, that and like the oil and chilies, like that's a big thing too, which you know comes from um, Asian culture as well, which is just simply incredible, by the way. (laughs) Just that, like at. that's the like that's my favorite like table condiment i guess is what you could say is when you go and you go into like a sushi shop or like a pho shop yeah i mean like a or sorry a pho shop and then like like anytime they have like the oil and chili that you just like that's when you know it's gonna be good yeah man it's the best i mean it it's awesome i mean the chili and oil is is a great 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 combination and it, it deserves to uh Deserves to be on all food. All, <laughs> all food. food. That's <laughs> your amendment to the to the Constitution. Yeah. Chilean yeah. oil to all food. Yeah. Which one? Are, what no, What number are we at? Ayo. Okay. So this brings us to the idea <laughs> of what modern poke is. Um, so that's small cut pieces of raw fish um, with added ingredients on top that would marinate the fish. Um, so these protein pieces now include octopus, shrimp, salmon, dried beef. And Tim, one of your favorites, Spam. So poke has just spam. evolved. Yeah. yeah into any protein base yeah. that's a big uh, spam in hawaii man they're just you know legend has it's how you spell hawaii is uh s-p-a-m so they're one and the same is what it's i'm like saying this, honestly you know maybe that's uh we'll add that to one of the seasons spam we'll do oh, spam yeah, absolutely sure. <laughs> so sure it'll be it'll be a 50 minute episode of me telling everyone how much i love spam. okay i'll take it absolutely <laughs> the kicker here and this is i'll probably, like, probably enjoy this is uh, the much more quote-unquote mainland way of consuming poke, and that's going to be the poke bowls, right? Yeah, okay. okay. I didn't realize it was served other yeah, ways. Yeah, so really... But I guess... Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I guess since you're talking about <laughs> like bros just cutting off a piece of 
of fish with some salt. So I guess there are different ways. But yeah, yeah, it evolved. It evolved. No, but this is and this is definitely the more common standard way now that you see throughout. The biggest difference is really going to be if there is going to be a base of the poke. So most of the time, poke can either be served just the raw fish sauce some veggies, uh, some oils, spices, as Tim was saying, and that's it. Or you can have an, a base or an anchor, which would be like a sushi, rice, brown rice, just uh, a right. veggie mix, green mix. Um, so yeah, we kind of, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. Cold, cold noodles, absolutely. things like that. Yeah, so yeah. there's different things. So, so yeah, no, that kind of brings us exactly where we're going. So you add your protein on there. And I mean, again, it can be anything from tofu now to the Ica salad, spicy salmon, scallops, shrimp. And then you can add on, you know, jalapenos, onions, cabbage, edamame, cucumber, carrots. And this is where it's fun because that's where you can lay, layer on these flavor profiles, right? So then you've got like spicy mayo, unagi sauce, ginger, um, yummy mm. sauce, sriracha, wasabi mayo, soy sauce, teriyaki sauce. And then you can top it with seaweed, pineapple, ginger, wasabi, crispy garlic or onion, avocados, masago, mango, tempura, I'm getting so hungry, furikake, and roasted sesame and seaweed, and then, of course, the chili powder. Again, you can, that's, like, one of the best things about poke bowls is that you can customize it to however your flavor profile is feeling that way. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Absolutely, so. (laughs) You know how, yeah, now I'm kind of craving Right. so. (laughs) Soy sauce? Yeah, now I'm I'm craving it. So, I did want to know, with the introduction of modern poke bowls, and like modern poke in and of itself. So we were kind of talking about it earlier, how it's kind of, you could kind of call it like deconstructed sushi. Um, and so they definitely share ingredients and similar favor profiles, but they're both just staples of two, like two culinary staples from where they come from. So one being Hawaii and then one being Japan. So Tim, you were talking about yeah. it earlier. So sushi and sashimi. Um, so sashimi, which I feel like people aren't, aren't as familiar with, um, it's a yeah. Japanese delicacy that consists of raw fish um, or meat, but usually fish, sliced into delicate thin pieces, and then it's usually eaten with soy sauce, and that's it. It's uh, I love it. I've never I had, had it. Like, Tell me about it. Okay. Okay. The next time you order sushi or whatever, like most places offer sash- sashimi cuts okay. um, as well. So just you know, just get a couple of cuts because I don't know. It's just good. I mean, it's it's just. It's just cold raw fish with like soy sauce, which is just like this salty, you know, flavor. But like it's, I don't know, man. It's just good. Like it just has a good texture. It's like that nice, soft, like fatty, meaty texture of fish. Ooh, that sounds it's good. Great. Okay. I love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Like sushi's awesome. Like the sushi rolls are great, and there's tons of variety, and you get all these fun, you know, rolls and fried rolls and shrimp, like all these different things that exist in a sushi roll. But sometimes it's just nice to let the, you know, the fish uh, shine by itself. Cause uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of sushi you're getting, but you know, some more delicate like sushi is more fish focused you know what i mean it's very much like we don't want a lot of things getting in the way of the star whereas like other roles are look we put 27 sauces and shoved it full of avocado and fried it you know what i mean and that's i am not hating that shit is good as fuck i'm just saying i'm just saying you know there's a couple different ways of 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 eating that stuff but i just enjoy the uh simplicity uh i'll say it again the simplicity of that you know raw fish and salt essentially it's great. Yeah, love Were it. Were you on the boat, Tim? Yeah, Big no. Fan. Okay, absolutely. So I will, Big I will fan. definitely add it. Yeah, I also love the side of mercury that okay. comes with it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't con- consume too much fish. Yeah. Could be you could have mercury poisoning. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's great. It's great. The mercury count on every fish right now is uh, through the fucking roof. We should keep eating it. It's good. No, um, good. What whatever we're doing to our oceans, keep it up. <laughs> it just adds a little extra flavor, Tim. Don't you like that? Yeah, yeah. Adds a little bit of adds adds some flavor town. Thanks, you know? Gary. No, so um, I think you bring up a good point there. So, sushi again, it's in the same breath, but yeah, it's the the biggest difference is that it's usually rolled again in rice. It can't just be mm-hmm. no. I mean, usually usually it's rice and seaweed. I mean, there's there's like cucumber, yeah. um, stuff like that. There there are, there are definitely rolls. different rolls, but rice is the most common. Rice and uh, seaweed are the most common. I would say for sure. Like you said, good sushi, it slaps. Um, and fried sushi is also yeah. just delicious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Cheap sushi, if it's like, you know, if it's if it's just at, at like food regulation, also slaps. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Mediocre sushi is good. <laughs> shit is It still good. hits just the same. Absolutely. Like, okay. It is as long as it's not like warm it's and disgusting. weird, it's good, Absolutely. man. I, you know what I mean? I I fuck with it all the way. You know, it's like it's like this like stance of like elitism that people get around food when it's like, well, it's not like authentic. Like, go fuck <laughs> yourself. And like, <laughs> and like, it's just like the I this this kind of air about if we're eating something, it needs to be the best version of that yeah. something, or it's just not worthy of our time. Oh yeah, like, what? absolutely. Get, shut like shut up that's such a problem yeah not 99% of everything you consume is going to be lesser than the best version of that thing so just like you know like it can be mediocre and still be totally worth your time because it's cheap and it hits a spot you know what I mean yeah I'm so glad you said that dude absolutely cheaper sushi it hits a spot is it the best no is it the best fish no is it like the greatest flavors no but you know what a little bit of yum yum sauce and some soy sauce will fix that Real right quick. up so like like it'll fix it right the fuck up trust me so it's just i don't know not to like harp on people or anything because i think we're all just trying our best it's okay if things aren't the best version of that that you've ever had like it can be mediocre and you can respect it for like where it lies in that spectrum of food it's like you, you know? said when it's good it's good doesn't matter yeah, <laughs> yeah so if it hits the spot when it's it smack though spot, it's smack you know? though yeah when it's smack it's smack i don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> now tim i'm sure i'm sure you and some some of our fantastic listeners are probably like wait a second poke sounds similar to sashimi which also sounds familiar to Yes, it sounds similar to other raw food dishes like tartare, um, which is usually mm-hmm. beef, like a ground beef or ho- horse meat. Um, but obviously in this case, fish should be considered raw fish, a tartare, um, which is another point that sometimes tartare can just also be used as a general term for raw food. So just, just keep that in mind, like a raw meat situation. With that right. also, you have ceviche, which this kind of circles back to what Tim was talking about because I was trying to hold my breath because you want to talk about fresh. So with ceviche, it originates from Western South America. Um, it's fresh raw mm. fish cured in a citrus juice. Um, either lemon, lime, maybe both, but like this stuff is literally like imme- immediately cured. Like there's no like very very small wait time from when this stuff gets yeah, picked up and cut to cured to it is very to consume very good um fresh. And then on top of that, once you throw those citrus juices on it, then it's seasoned. Can't go fucking wrong with that, mm. my guy. And it's 
usually it's so usually good. an appetizer like as soon as it's brought out you eat it like there's no questions about it yeah um and it's very similar to the idea of poke where the fish becomes marinated with some with some spices with some sauce and then you just hit yeah i mean it the, uh word of warning if you don't like tangy like citrus fruits uh, don't get ceviche that's because that's warning. what it predominantly tastes like. like. It predominantly tastes like that because it's cured in that. It's cured in the citrus. That's the point. But it's so good. I'm a personally, I'm a big fan. Like I love that like really sharp, tangy, overpowering, borderline overpowering taste. Balance it with some salt and a little bit of heat. That and then that, you know. And since the protein is secondly like in a raw state, it's cured, but exactly. it's like mm-hmm. you know raw. That that comes. Through. I mean, it's just a. It's just a like an appetizer of strong flavors. Like it just Packs is. A punch, like, not the lot. Like yeah, yeah. This because. Because the seafood is real strong because it's not like cooked out. And then the citrus is real strong because it's, you know, it's what it's cured in. So it's just, yeah, it's just a wonderfully. And then like there's a lot of, you know, cilantro gets put on it. Like the fresh herbs, shit like that gets put on it. So, I mean, it's just one of those like hit you in your taste buds appetizers. And it's fucking Definitely. Awesome. It's going to wake it. you up for sure. So let me ask you, side note, would you do sashimi if you had to choose or would you do ceviche if you had to choose? You'll only choose one. Uh, c- ceviche. I love it. Yeah, same here. I mean, you know yeah. me. Come on. I knew you where that was going. A, you, know, you, know, you never know. Sometimes you surprise Spanish me. Spanish food, Mexican Mexican food. Yeah, I mean, that stuff can't is- Can't go wrong with those flavor profiles. Direct line, to my, <laughs> direct line to my heart, man. As much as I love Asian foods, and I do love them, I uh, just, yeah, I don't know. That just, that holds a- Like, it would, like, if it, I always love the questions of, like, if you only could get one, like, naturally it would suck never to have that nice, savory, kind of more, like, soy sauce, mellowed out sashimi mm-hmm. vibe. Uh, but like, fuck it, <laughs> but fuck it. You know what I mean? Cause, uh, ceviche is definitely more involved. I, I think it is. Absolutely. Anyway. Cause I think the whole point of sashimi, sashimi is supposed to be, I mean, fuck in some places or in some instances, rather it's buck. It's a fucking art form. Uh, yep. Like, absolutely. The cuts are, the cuts are so specific and precise and it's just, yeah, it's meant to be like that uh, shit. Like, I think you mentioned that it was like yep. a delicacy, but like. The, to the word like it is yeah for sure in some instances yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice actually it's, like, it's, it's, it's real, real nice, nice. ceviche yeah, yeah. Melt, melt in your mouth Oof. nice dissolves nice so it's there again different levels though different levels to all that shit <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it ain't nothing wrong with cheaper sashimi it ain't gotta melt in my mouth it just gotta, it's be, gotta good. be good it's, it's gotta, gotta be, be fresh, fresh. That's absolutely it. that's the thing so legend bring it back so also has it that poke um was a, f- a favorite of the islands and then you know at home you know these small mom pop shops but it wasn't until the 1970s when it started to pop up around the islands not okay. that long after we were like yeah. Let's make, make you guys a state. So poke was considered yeah. a great on-the-go snack because it was a great high source of protein. Like whatever type of protein you had, it, it was, you were going to be good for a good amount of time. Still is, by the for way. For sure. Still is. Like if you, it still is in Hawaii. It's like, you know, there's tons of poke shops and stuff. And the whole point of it is like pop in, get you a little bowl and fucking pop That's out. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. They treat poke the way we treat glizzies. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> In every corner. No, yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because in uh, 2011, poke actually started to become pretty popular in North America in general. And by 2018, mm-hmm. there were 10 times the amount of poke restaurants in the United States. Holy so shit, it started buddy. at about 175. Yeah. And it was about uh, a little over 1,800 by the time 2018 rolled around. Damn. And I couldn't really find what? any more, like, with more accurate data from 2018, but. 
I could tell you that by 2021, poke consumption has grown in the United States, uh, just annually uh, by 6.99% a year. Wow, 69. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just all just popping up all over the place. And again, we kind of talked about it. Like yeah. The big, the big draw with, with poke, it's like fast casual restaurants just popping up and getting way more popularity. Uh, yeah. That's a huge uh, thing about yeah. it. Yeah, and it, also fast casual I'm it's great. I'm glad. You know, that's Same. that's one of the best like food trends of of like modern times for sure. And also I would say another thing with poke is that it, it is very pleasing to look at. Absolutely. Like, poke bowls are poke bowls are cute as fuck. So like it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's kind of got everything, right? It's got like it's relatively healthy Absolutely. depending on like the sauces mm-hmm. you use. It's fast casual so you'll get it quick. Um, and it's pretty, so it's like, you know, it's the trifecta of everything you, uh, everything you need to go viral. I was going to say, no, Tim, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Cause that's definitely, uh, we, we laugh about it, but that viral ability, the, the picture worthiness that poke, yeah, the, the yeah, like that's yeah. part of the reason why it helped explode the food because people are like, Oh wait, that's so good. Like it looks so colorful. It looks yeah. so good. And it's like, Oh yeah, it is. And it's really light. I was mm. full all day. Like. It's a really easy thing yeah. to sell, but that's like ironically enough, definitely one of the things that expanded its growth. And then on top of that, like especially here in the states, we love not only do we love you know fast casual dining, we love the buffet style type situation of like oh yeah, like the assembly. Yeah. I said buffet style, the assembly line style of like oh yeah, I I don't know why I said buffet style. Oh, I know where my brain's at. The assembly line style. <laughs> <laughs> of where you can yeah pick out how much you want pick out what you see see it actually being made in front of you and then boom like you're out like you said you're out the door within less than you know five to ten minutes like you can't go wrong with that yeah i would say buffets have actually dropped in popularity you know something <laughs> i think a pandemic might do that a little bit you know just I a think, little bit i think it might put people they were already kind of falling off yeah and then... i think people it put people a little bit uh more on the edge about it all where it's like oh, i don't know if i want to be going around grabbing all these spoons with these gross ass people People, which when you when you think about it conceptually even before 2020 that was gross what we did it was really gross kids are about kids it. are running around putting you know people kids, are just actively kids are, sneezing yeah kids are grabbing the same spoon that you're grabbing to put your sugar chicken on your plate with you know what i mean it's just that's disgusting that kid probably shoved his hand up his ass or something like that you know what i mean so it's 100 percent. so 100 <laughs> percent so stuck his hand in his nose or yeah. his mouth and then touched yeah. the food so i mean every handle at a at a buffet was uh was was Russian just roulette, like a, baby yeah it was just a butt handle at some point so it's you know so yeah the thing the big difference with uh like whenever you go like modern, modern poke, like these poke bowls and stuff that pop up versus whenever you would go to like traditional poke shops is like, usually they're, they're just making that right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. Throw the protein in, throw all the sauces on, boom, bang, you're out. Like traditional poke shops, that shit would just be chilling like in the, in the fridge. Like you would see it and you'd be like, oh yeah, like, can I get that one over there, please? And like, they th- like marinating in the sauce that they made it with. Which like, is great, oh. man great you know just kind of as we saw with oysters the ecological impact this type of consumption would have on the market initially fishermen caught fish using a pole and a line that was about 10 feet um and it was it was a barbless hook 
so relatively harmless. Um, and it was used with a feather skirt that slapped against water until a fish struck. Once the fish struck, the fish would be yanked into the vessel in one motion. Um, a single baited line and pole caught large fish and tuna. Um, so this is a pretty traditional way of catching fish and yeah. definitely one of the more less invasive methods. Yes. Way more time consuming. You're probably not going to yield as much of a crop which is where we are now. Which is, so ba- which you, is bad for investors. Which <laughs> just, is not great. Just say for, the words. Just say the words. <laughs> it's not profitable. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, now the U.S. imports about 90% of our seafood. Um, the majority of our tuna comes from the Philippines, Thailand, Indonesia, and Vietnam. So, I mean, yeah, we're just... We just can't even provide the enough seafood for us to consume in, in the United States. Um, so in the United States, the National Oceanic, uh, Oceanic, I'm so sorry, guys, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, uh, they manage the plan that limits commercial fishing permits. Um, they limit time, time in their areas of fishing. They restrict the use of different types of fishing gear and monitor the size of quantity and fishes that are caught. Pretty standard regulations across the board. These regulations were put into place to, in theory, um, supposedly help with preserving fish like the tuna stocks and reducing the damage done to the ecosystem. But of course, those standards are not standardized across the board as in like you mean glo- the rest of yeah, the world. You mean globally. That's a standard for American fishermen and not a standard mm-hmm. for literally any other country. So naturally, and that's what, we can do yeah. all we want to do. But, you know, uh, if there isn't like a global mm-hmm. effort, it doesn't matter. And I want to make note of that because it's like, yes, we are talking about poke and, and fish and seafood. But that just goes for we import a lot of food. I mean, mm-hmm. not just, you know, not just this. I mean, we import so much food. So it's like. There's not a standardization of of food regulations or safety operating procedures, standard operating procedures in a global market. No, there isn't. So I just... When that's what's so weird, right? This is what's so... This is like the dichotomy of so many things, too, is that we've like gotten to the point where economically we are global, but policy... No turning back. We're right. not like we lack so heavily, like policy wise, when it comes to global. But like it is interesting to me. You know, we talk about food, and we talk about food safety standards, and we talk about mm-hmm. you know just maintaining certain species health and all this shit. And it's like we can we can regulate our companies as all, as much as we want. But we've seen uh, if if a company hell if a company wants to do something and they operate out of america they'll just set up some other headquarter in a different country and function out of that country like and i mean it's it's truly amazing i mean i i think there is something that we have to face uh globally i don't know i have this thing about food where like you can try and treat food like a business some stuff just doesn't translate well and food's one of them i mean because there's 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 waste in food uh it's also food is like intrinsically important for survival. So like, I don't know. I have, you know, I have my thoughts and feelings on that type of stuff when it comes to food. And it's just that like, you know, it's sort of like roads, you know, some stuff is just, some stuff is just better if we just support it. You know what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than try and rely on like hyper privatization of all that shit. You know what I mean? That That's just my take on that. It's like, Sometimes like hypercapitalist stances on certain things just don't work. And I think food is one of them. I think food is just, and I think you can look at it across the board. Farmers don't make money, things like that. Cutting corners exactly. is, cutting corners is, imp- 
important to all this shit because the the profit margins are so thin. It, it just costs a lot of money to do all this shit. I don't know. I mean, so why make people worry about that instead of just like trying to do our best? You know, we have the ability to do our best when it comes to that stuff. When it comes to fishing, when it comes to farming, we have the ability to like just make sure it's good. <laughs> so let's just spend the money and make sure it's good. I don't make know. Make sure, yeah, make sure it's good and safe for everyone. Not to lose That's the it. not to lose the thread, and it's totally okay if people disagree with me on that. Like it's fine. Like if if you believe that like more privatization in that realm is is the better choice, great, cool, yeah. Maybe you're right. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe that does you know, provide innovation and things like that to, to better ourselves. I just worry about how slow the market can be in reacting to things. Right. That's my only concern. I think I mentioned it a Proven little bit. Super slow. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned it a little bit in the chicken nugget episode, right? Where I was saying like, if we're waiting on consumers to dictate the good quality stuff, that's going to take a really long time and, and might not even ever actually get there. So it's like, you know, do we wait for that or do we just sort of go, well, this isn't good. We need to make sure that what we're doing is good. And I don't know. I'm, I'm for the, for the, let's probably just make sure we're doing it good. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Back to fishing methods. So uh, <laughs> yeah, the majority so, so. of fishing, <laughs> absolutely. There, there I go again. <laughs> The majority of fishing is long line fishing. So long line fishing is where fishermen will cast a spool of line that has about thousand baited hooks on there. And that can go up to 50 miles, Tim. Um, this method became more used in the 1980s when the international markets were looking to Hawaii to support and fund their fish needs. Right. So long lining, as you probably can imagine, it's an issue because depending on the depth and the length of the line, you're going to catch more than just the sea creatures that you're intending to catch. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not great. And in some other ecosystems, overfishing can also cause issues with the food chain, which is actually a pretty big deal. Um, and that affects the a surplus of lower-level fish, um, which, again, we're fucking up the food chain, which is not great, because with them, we're inherently fucking up the biome and the ecosystem that has been set up, i.e., specifically in the sea that we're talking about. Um, and so, fun fact, tuna are actually top predators, and they suffer from overfishing. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Tuna are there's fucking, that fun fact. they're fucking huge, man. They're big fish. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Again, did not realize that. And then also, to that point, did not realize that there were 45 different types of species of tuna. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one. And then seeing how big they were, I was like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is a problem. So... Again, another issue with commercial tuna fishing is the bycatch method. So bycatch has some of the same issues of long lining. Um, other species besides like, besides the targeted ones. And this one's kind of bad because this one's got the bigger animals on it. So you've mm. got, I mean, they're all bad, but you've got sea turtles, dolphins, mm. porpoises, like whales even in some situations are all being caught in these byline catches, um, which again is not great no. for so many different reasons yeah the um, th- the things we don't we don't use for food things we just like like there's no reason for them to be caught in our shit <laughs> like we're just fucking and it's it like up. to that think about all the trash that's also getting picked up in these types of methods as well yeah that's, yeah but uh uh-huh. so similarly um we've got the purse signing method and this requires releasing a large net around a school of fish 
Mm-hmm. And then once all of the fish go in here, they close that net. And then whatever is caught in that net, again, including the fish. So it's going to be uh, anything that's like a broad, anything. It's broad, It's all brought on board. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's actually supposed to be the fish that they're trying to get. Um, Fishermen will use fads or fish aggregating devices to help them. So these are wooden structures uh, that float to the surface. Um, And again, same thing. You're not getting your intended catch. You're fucking up the ecosystem. And another fun fact, no science time this this week, but a fun fact. (laughs) um, In the 1990s, the U.S. Department of Commerce created a dolphin-safe tuna label for canned tuna. Um, So hoping to curb the high jump in dolphin deaths that occurred from purse signing practices. Yeah. So, yeah, and that wild. So the top three canned tuna companies at the time was Starkist, mm. Bumblebee, and Chicken of the Sea. Shout out Jessica Simpson. Um, agreed <laughs> not to sell tuna um, that were caught this way. Yeah. So the big three were like, all right, we won't kill dolphins. That was the least that they could do. Um, again, we talked about this. We kind of we kind of touched on it earlier, Tim. So when importing seafood, it's more than likely frozen, right, during yeah. transport. Um, after a few days, the fish begins to oxidize, turns brown, kind of like apples or avocados in that same breath. Um, so some fish processing plants will treat tuna with carbon monoxide smoke, which helps keep that tuna, quote unquote, fresh, mm. um, keep that red color on them. But then on the consumer side, unless you just have a great eye for fish, it's kind of hard to tell if it's still of good quality or not. Um, and because of this, sometimes there's been issues with hepatitis uh, yeah. infections and then also salmonella yep. contaminations as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that there should be some sort of standardization of food regulations. Um, but until then, we've got to figure out a way to not only have safe food, but also make sure that we're not just completely wrecking the ecosystem and the environment yeah. trying to yield high crops. Yeah. That's kind of the other side of, of poke and that, again, I mean... Yeah, the sad it side. It was the early 19... <laughs> yeah, the early, ni- the, sad, the early 1990s was when Hawaii was just getting completely poached of all of its, yeah. its also, tuna. And I just, just want to say for like canned tuna, there... You know, there's a lot of different things that pop up on canned tuna at this point. There's like dolphin free or dolphin safe, like all that right. stuff that pops up. Um, there is a little icon that I believe Chicken of the Sea might have. Um, I believe they're the only one of the big three that have it. And then there's um, one of those big three have it. And then there's like, oddly enough, like the Kroger brand. Um, mm-hmm. And the great value brand, weirdly enough, like Walmart's a little off brand, like star, like sh- like offshoot brands have this label, um, and I and I'm working from memory, so I just don't fully know what it means. But there's like a little, it sure. looks like the, it's like a little blue fish, looks a lot like the Christian fish thing. You know what I mean? It's like a very like basic geometric fish. You know? Yes. Um, and apparently. That's the label you really want to look for because that also means that they're like they're fishing in the most like um, I guess economical way, not economical, but right. like the safest way for like the actual tuna line and pole fishing, and I'll have that little blue thing on it. Uh, it's more expensive. Oh wow. like, okay, thanks. Like it's more exp- absolutely it's sure. more expensive, but like I don't know, man, canned tuna is not super expensive anyway. So like, mm, you know, I, I don't know. That's especially me pri- considering that's, what you're. Su- yeah, I don't know. That's me privileged talking. I get it. Like. There's a buck fifty can tuna, and then there's like the three dollars three fifty can tuna, and I I, I buy the, like the the three dollar one where it's, you know, line and pole like, all the all the the bells and whistles, you know, because it's sure. like 
because I can. <laughs> but there we go. Like going back to like, you know, if we're leaving it up to the consumer, it's like, you know, how, who even fucking knows that? You know what I mean? Outside of like me, <laughs> like being a, I being know, a, yeah, I literally being just a, learned that. Yeah. yeah no, being, you just a, told me that. being a freak and just like worried about where his food's coming from. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure Brenna told me about that because she heard it on tooth and claw, which is another podcast. I believe it was tooth and claw. If not, Hey, tooth and claws are cool. That's also still, <laughs> still cool podcast. Go listen to it. Um, no, but like, you know, so like if you, if you are concerned about, you know, eating certain things and you maybe just want to like try your best like we all are that's something i do know when it comes to shopping canned tuna at least is that you can you can navigate that a little bit don't buy bumblebee <laughs> they don't do like anything outside of the dolphin thing pretty much and i think Starkiss has a, a variety that's decent like that actually like goes above and beyond but they have their cheaper okay. varieties as well like i said i think it's Starkiss that does it. i think chicken of the sea which weirdly enough is like the cheaper of the three does probably the interesting mo- probably does the most i think as far as like preservation concerns interesting i think I, you know i'm working off memory so i apologize if i'm wrong about all this <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i do know the blue fish is the thing to go i just don't remember the specific like brands okay we'll keep yeah. it up to look for it then yeah. yeah yeah if you ever shot the, i don't know i'm sorry side tangent again but that's just something i was thinking about tim that's poke though that's poke i you gave had it at a- 28 so where are you at yeah Fucking twenty. <laughs> womp, womp, yeah, womp. man. Fish is a bummer. Every time we talk about fish, I always get sad <laughs> because every literally every seafood episode, oh, shit, every seafood episode is just like. By the way, we overfarm this, <laughs> and it's every time. No, every time. It's like, damn. No, I'm not gonna drop it's it. Kind down of a to, theme. I'm not. I'm not gonna drop it all the way down to twenty. I'm just not gonna change it. I'm, you know, 28. Um, That's fair. No, I, I mean, I don't, I didn't do like research on poke, but I did know that it was like a big Hawaiian thing. So, I mean, it's weird. Weirdly, I knew quite a bit about, about it. You know, I, I did learn the uh, species thing and I, in the whole part about the, the way we farm, I only knew of a couple of those. So some really awesome information there. I did not know that there were so many different options and that all of them kind of suck ass. <laughs> Most of them really outside suck of like ass. the yeah, outside of like the Poland line, like the classic, like low yield way. Uh, but it's low yield for, I guess a proper fucking reason. So, so it's a, it, it, it's so weird that like we live in this day and age where you can get like whatever the fuck we get, whatever the fuck you want. But it's like, man, and when we want, if you look at like the result of that, it's ooh, buddy. <laughs> like, like maybe we shouldn't be getting everything we want all the maybe time. Maybe we should chill out. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's very Veruca Salt of us, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking a. It's like maybe that's not. Maybe there's a reason why it wasn't like available all the time at some point. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but fuck you, telling me I can't have tuna whenever I feel like it. You poke whatever sh- I want. You piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, twenty eight. Staying the same for me. All right, I'm being harsh this season. That's right. Well, you know that you did that. Okay. Yeah. I'm being pretty good, Tim. This season. Yeah. 28. No we change. Got, do we got anything else Boom. or am I, am I going in to the end? No. Go into the, go into the outro, buddy. Guys, that was weird as food poke edition. Uh, it's, Boom. that was our 22nd episode outside, not wow. counting bonus episodes. 22nd episode. Uh, season three underway coming in hot. We're crushing it. Drop. Season three sounding great. That new intro song, guys. The intro song is so by, good. Is by friend of the podcast, Austin, crush it. Uh, Austin Martin, friend of the podcast. Um, 
And he he did that music for us, does the outro for us as well, and our little ad transitions, the little stings. He did all that. Guys, you can check him out so on Spotify under Meridian Sky. Uh, links will also be in the description for that. Guys, you can yeah, you can check him out. It, it's good. He makes some tunes. Uh, don't expect any singing because uh, he sounds like shit when he's singing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he just doesn't sing. I think he's. I think he said he sounds like shit. I think he has a beautiful voice, and uh, you know, I wish he would sing to me sometimes, but he doesn't. So that's that. Uh, yeah. So check him out, Meridian Sky, Spotify. <laughs> So shout out to him. Also, guys, you can find... That's right. I put the people that helped this podcast before us. He used the yes. top of the shout outs <laughs> on episode two. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. You can find us, uh, Ellen, myself. You can find us on Twitter. That's right. Twitter. Check us out on the bird site. Uh, you can check us out at Where Does Food. That's the, you know, the podcast one. Or you can follow us individually. Um, I'm at Tim Weehunt. I'm at El Chapo with three underscores. Yeah. Between Ellen Chapo. Yeah. Uh, again, you can find those uh, those those ats in the uh, the description. They'll be there. You can check them out. Um, you can also listen to the podcast wherever you fucking find podcasts. Pretty much. I mean, we're on Apple. We're on you Spotify. You know, we're on uh, Castbox, Google, all that stuff, man. We're we're out there. We are available. Have a listen if you want to support us as just like a normal ass like donation just like hey i'm gonna throw money at these people uh you can go to anchor.fm forward slash where dash does dash food uh there is a little supporter button you click on that and it's just a donation button essentially um so instead of like going through paypal or cash app or whatever the fuck anyone else does we just have it on the same page you can find the, the podcast so um, you can also go to wheredoesfood.com and that'll still, you know, that'll get you to the episodes. It'll also get you to the main anchor page as yes. well. So you can, you know, there's tons of ways. Uh, if you don't want to spend any money and you want to support us, guys, you can share the podcast. You can uh, blow smoke up our ass about how good it is because it is good, by the <laughs> way. It's a good podcast. Um, <laughs> Pretty solid. And you could also leave us a review. Uh, Spotify allows you to, and um, I know Apple does as well. And that helps. Absolutely, It helps. It's free. It's easy. It helps. So you can do that. That is, uh, that's it, I think. I know. Yeah. You crushed yeah. it again. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm incredible. You know, fucking. Like the back of your hand. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, that's the podcast. That was uh, Poke. That's episode two of season three. And that's me. Sign I really need a sign off phrase, but uh Yeah. Uh that's we'll workshop it. Yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbled. Ah fuck, that one's taken. Um mm-hmm. See you later, culinary uh what was it? Delinquents? I was gonna say degenerates. Either way, see you later, fucking degenerates. <laughs> <laughs>